Crude oil came back today, but the same can't be said about wheat. Let's talk about the 3.5% drop. Chris Robinson, Managing Director at TJM Institutional Services. Uh, Chris, so wheat uh, getting hit here, and there's actually some news flow behind it. Uh, something that we've talked about here is that generally maybe some more supply getting out of Eastern Europe than folks expected. Yeah, I mean, Friday we went home and we thought that that was not going to happen. We actually had a pretty good close Friday if you were long. Uh, you know, every night we go to bed, there's a different story coming out of Russia. You're getting used to that for a while. You got to remember, you know, this summer we were $5 higher in wheat. So all that stuff went away. Uh, all that bullish talk went away. And the market was anticipating what's, what the reality is and what the USDA told us last week on the, uh, on the data report is that the worldwide wheat carryout is larger than anybody had thought, right? That's really what it comes down to. Russia had a, bigger, a better crop than anybody imagined. Parts of Western Europe did have drought, right? But it did not extend into the breadbasket. It did not hurt the, the Russian wheat. And I think that's where a lot of people have realized. Also, too, there's a lot of arguments about how much wheat actually is in whose hands coming out of Ukraine. Um, just two weeks ago, uh, uh, Mr. Putin in the middle of the night said, you know what, I'm not happy with the Black Sea um, setup. So Pete, that was a bullish pop. So really, from my perspective, it looks like every time there's a bullish story, somebody over there in Europe is selling the wheat. And I'll, I'll let you put two and two together. Uh, the supply is larger than people had imagined. And uh, it's, it's spilled over here in the US. Now, ironically, you know, we've actually been coming off a pretty good bounce in wheat. Wheat in the last uh, three, four weeks, we've come off about a dollar, dollar fifty from um, about eight, eight or nine month lows. And I'm talking specifically about Kansas City wheat, which is the hard red winter wheat. There's three types of wheat there. Always got to be clear about which one you're talking about. Mm. So uh, it seems like on the margin right now, any uh, higher than expected level of supply from Russia or Ukraine is being viewed as particularly surprising. Is there any volatility in the expectations for harvests elsewhere? Uh, you know, is there, or is this basically just a myopic kind of one-way story where what's gonna move price is what's coming out of the uh, war in Ukraine? Well, every night that's that's a risk. It's around three o'clock in the morning, which is in Chicago time, around eight, 11 o'clock European time, we'll have this big move. So if you wanna stay up and trade wheat, uh, you know, you've got to be a night owl, but there is nightly risk 30, 40 cents in, in the week contract. So we've had big moves, number one. I don't think that's going away, number two. Number three, now we're getting into the time where really the, the rubber is going to hit the road. We're going to find out exactly how big U.S. corn and soybean uh, carryout is going to be. That was the other thing. This is all one big ball of wax. We've got pretty tight carryouts, relatively speaking, for corn and soybeans. So that's actually been a little bit supportive. For uh, the, for wheat as well. Right now, I would I would say that if if wheat wasn't a drag on corn and beans, you'd probably have corn and beans higher just based on those fundamentals. So that's something to look at too. Don't if you're going to be trading wheat, you can't look at it in a vacuum. Uh, you've got to look at it in relation to what's going on with corn and soybeans. And then to finish up, not to get too far in the woods, but we are finishing up or in the middle of about to finish up that harvest. But down South America. All eyes are going to be what's going on down there with their weather issue. If they have any weather issue at all, it's going to be supportive for our uh, corn and beans. And that should help actually wheat as well because kind of a rising tide lifts all boats. Um, you may, may see that as being the number one driver because we have tight corn and bean supplies. 
Uh, and that's what the market's trying to wrap its head around. And if you look out to the deferreds, look, you can look out to December of next year, corn, December of next week, year, wheat. Um, those are those two contracts, the deferred months, those are going to uh, offer a lot of opportunity over the next six months. Okay. I love it. Uh, excellent details, Chris, as always. I knew you could help us figure it out. Appreciate it. I hope so. All right. Absolutely. Uh, pretty sizable move here. Back down towards the lows of the range from the last couple of years. Chris Robinson, Managing Director at TJM Institutional Services.